I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Welcome, everybody, to Juice Pro Wrestling, episode 97, Metal Gate 2020. With the Juice, which is myself, on the line today, all the way from Florida, is Tony, don't call him Dr. Winebender, a little G.I. Joe reference for you cats sitting there listening. (laughs) (laughs) Did I say that right, the last name? Hell yeah. You actually got it right, man. Instead of like most people, they just go like, uh, Mr. Uh, Wayneberger, I'm like... (laughs) Uh, no, nah, it's it's wine and then bender, man. Just like, just like I do every weekend. Go on a bender, man. Yeah, I'm about to feel that bender right now. This will be my third day straight of kicking it with some brewskis, and ain't talking uh, about Teddy. I'm I'm still recovering from our Sunday Royal Rumble party. Oh man, the Royal Rumble, dude! It was <sighs> it was actually watchable this year. Yeah, we always have a good time. We get a bunch of crew together, a bunch of people that help you know run fast fast wrestling, uh, and family and friends, and we always do squares throw some you know cheap bets on it always makes it entertaining i mean fuck it's the only time you can literally bet on pro wrestling um but yeah we just we got into liquor and buddy brought a bunch of keystone lights which i probably haven't drank in like forever yeah yeah yeah. um that's some uh, yesterday was a little rough that's a beer pong beer right there yeah it was that plus between that it's like everybody's like you know, we drink real cheaply down here in Gainesville, yeah. Florida, you know, but uh, it's mainly like, you know, a PBR town. Oh, um, I gotcha. But now that the hard seltzers are out, too, you get like some buds, you stick to their traditional light, cheap, you know, suitcase of beer. And then you got your buds who like are like, dude, these were BOGO at Publix, you know, which is our <laughs> grocery store here. And they're yeah. like rolling in with hard ciders. I mean, not ciders, uh, seltzers. Seltzer. So between that and the the little bit of, you know, tequila we were drinking, we we had a good time. Let's put it that way. Oh, hell yeah, yeah. For everybody out there listening, Tony is the man behind, well, one of the men behind Fest Wrestling in Florida. And on April 4th, they're going to be putting on a metal and wrestling spectacular called Metalcade 2020. So before we tear into that, though, Tony, everybody out there listening needs to know what Fest Wrestling is all about, where you guys came from, and we'll go from there, brother. 
Oh, cool. Um, well, Fest Wrestling started up um, last September. We celebrated our three years of doing it. Um, it kind of came from I've been doing uh, punk shows, hardcore shows, metal shows uh, pretty much half my life. I just turned 44. Kind of started doing that stuff when I was 15, 16, out of the necessity of living in a small little Botetourt County outside of Roanoke, Virginia, and playing in a weird, you know, punk ska hybrid band. And nice. we didn't have, uh, you know, there was only like maybe five, six bands in the town. So like after a so long you can only play with the same band so we all started getting together in the mid 90s and like trying to book shows for other bands um so i've been doing that for a long time i worked at a record label called no idea records here in gainesville for a long time Mm -hmm. um and then for the last this will be 19 years coming up i put on a multiple day multiple venue uh punk hardcore metal indie americana comedy and now wrestling music festival called the fest so when we started yeah. doing wrestling um it kind of just was a no-brainer just to brand it as fest wrestling so people knew it was kind of coming from the punk hardcore you know diy ethics right. scene um and so we just kind of like didn't really know what we were doing but just went for it because we loved wrestling and we loved our, our you know our our scene and our community and Wanted to offer something, you know, Gainesville didn't, the only wrestling we ever got to come through here was like NXT would run at like a little like town center once in blue moon, yeah, which was awesome. Uh, but there wasn't like indie stuff coming through and here in Florida, it's just, it's everywhere. I mean, there's so many goddamn indie promotions. So yeah. we started going out of town and going and seeing like evolve and, uh, shimmer mm-hmm. and, uh, or shine, I should call it um, <laughs> shimmer and, and then, shine. Uh, it's shimmer in some places that shine in some places right. but there's shine um and the, you know and and realizing that the indie scene is much just like the indie scene in music you know when you go to see a big big concert uh you don't get to like when you go to buy a t-shirt you're not talking to the band you know you're you're fucking talking to a merch person maybe if you're lucky of the band yeah uh, most of the time it's a hawker who's selling it and and price matching and doesn't give a fuck <laughs> um but with you know indie bands and you go see a hardcore band you know usually it's them sitting behind the table and you get to have a one-on-one reaction with them you know that that money you're giving them goes right directly to them goes their gas tank goes their belly you know helps them directly and we kind of like realize that that's how the indie scene was once you get out of the wwf you know, stronghold of things. The indie wrestling scene was very much similar. And so you start talking to people on a one-on-one basis. And so when we started trying to do wrestling, it was kind of a lot easier to just to branch out directly to people and just say, Hey, you know, we're going to start doing this. Are you interested? Um, And luckily we had a few crossover wrestlers that had been coming to our music festival who were very knowledgeable and uh, knew a lot of people too. So it was kind of just like how we book bands. Like, you know, you book one person and they're like, hey, well, I've got a friend who's interested, you know, and you just it's trial and error. Just like, you know, nobody taught us how to do shows yeah. when we first started, you know, so we're every time we do a wrestling show, we're still learning. But we're, you know, the ultimate goal is to be able to provide a fun, awesome, different kind of product. Um, our wrestling shows are always intergender. Uh, we never this metal cage will be the first time we've ever had a seated section. 
Are you, we never have barricades or anything. Like everybody's just around the ring. Everybody's very respectful to the wrestlers and the space that the wrestlers need. And the wrestlers are very respectful to like roll out and fucking go fucking crazy in this weird uh, <laughs> saloon that we yeah. do the shows on in. And they just kind of like go crazy throughout the whole place. So it's kind of awesome. Um, but we've been doing it for several years now. This will be the second. Uh, we've done out of town shows a couple of times, but this will be like our biggest out of town production with right. uh, doing this thing on Mania Weekend uh, called Metal Gate. Yeah, Tampa, Florida, uh, April fourth, Cigar City Brewing. Um, is that going to be broad? Do you guys broadcast or stream anywhere? No, we when we film our shows, we do a three camera angle. Okay. We have commentary. Uh, um, my buddy Max from Pittsburgh comes mm-hmm. down. Max Greg. He does have to commentary, and the other half of our commentary team is Rich Bocchini. Yeah, I know who Rich. Was he in does uh, NXT ML... for a long time. Yeah, he also does uh, Warrior Wrestling up here in Chicago Heights, and uh, yes, he does. And MLW. I've been to several of their shows. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Rich is also uh, trying to get into like I think the sports commentary and hockey real bad. Oh yeah, he wants to do it so bad. But Rich is a good friend, and he was like one of those guys who like. You know, when he was doing NXT, we would talk like after the shows just about bullshit about music and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was very interested in the fest. And so when we started doing fest wrestling, we did like one show with no commentary. And he was like, hey, man, like, how was your show? And I was like, it was a lot of fun. But, man, I'd really love to do commentary. Mm-hmm. Would you be interested? And he's like, oh, man, I don't do that shit anymore. And I was like, fuck you, man, just do it. <laughs> and so do we it. kind of brought him out of retirement and got him to do it. And now we've moved, he's moved to Gainesville, Florida mm-hmm. and lives here with some of my buddies who help out with fest wrestling and stuff. And, uh, yeah, he's really kind of like got back into it full force, you know? Yeah. He's a good um, get, So man. it's yeah. awesome to have, be able to like, not only have a platform for independent wrestlers to come through, but also give rich a platform to come back out and do it. He's, he's a great, great commentator like he's passionate about the business mm-hmm. um and just kind of like had a raw deal in in the wwe platform i mean you a could have him on the show have. and he could tell you all kinds of shit he's not scared to to, to, to talk talk <laughs> to, to biz you know <laughs> i have nothing bad to say about wwe right. because i never had to work for them <laughs> right any just real only. reactions to them yeah. so only as a fan yeah <laughs> uh, i mean a fan thing it's only the bad things for me is like kind of like come on this sucks sometimes you yeah. know or oh, yeah. you know we would go to nxt house shows and we still go to support those shows and buy tickets you know and hang out and it's yeah. a good opportunity for us to fly our locally outside the shows but then like you know since they brought nxt up and they're doing like you know the a show and the b show mm-hmm. so here in florida like while you know you might get the fucking crazy awesome show up there we might get like the b squad down here in our little mlk center you know? right right so sometimes you you know we've seen some of the most amazing stuff and then sometimes you're like oh come on man Who, <laughs> are you dragging these guys they're not even ready to be in the ring like yeah you know, it's like um but you know for the most part it's still rad that there's wrestling going on and that they're bringing it in here so oh for sure um so you guys uh so do you put out like dvds or anything like or no we don't do the streaming because we honestly the the internet in the facility that we do it at is like horrible yeah um the the venue we've been doing it was called eight seconds Mm -hmm. so it is a uh it has a balcony. It's about an 800 capacity um, 
kind of honking tonk type place. Um, I use it as a music venue when we do the music festival Mm -hmm. and we'll pack about 800 to a thousand people in there. And then we use it for wrestling. Mm -hmm. And then about every other month we do our own like wrestling show, usually on a Sundays. And, um, so the internet's just kind of shitty in there. So we'll just put it out and post. And so, uh, on YouTube, you'll find a lot of our content on fest wrestling off of YouTube. Um, we put up some, we put a lot of our matches up there throughout the years. Um, and then we, uh, put the full show edit up on this thing called pivot share. Okay. So it's a three camera angle. Um, I think Christian Costello, who does our camera work and editing, um, is an amazing job. We do a lot of color correcting in it. Um, Scotty Swimba, who does all of our video motion graphics stuff. He, uh, um, lives in Pittsburgh now. Um, he like, you know, adds a lot of to the front. So the format's great. I just never was interested in getting the DVDs. I think kind of like the DVD. I don't. I just don't want to get stuck with a bunch, bunch of fucking yeah. DVDs in my and house. I talked know? to yeah. I talked to Joseph Samuel about that too. Like with PCW Ultra, you know, and it's like, well, you know, really same deal. You don't want to get stuck with them. And I, you know, with Warrior Wrestling, they have like the Blu-ray and the DVD and stuff. And I don't, you know, I'd be a liar if I told you I, I knew how much they really sell. Um, and it, it is. I'd hate to. I really kind of hate saying it's a dying platform, but it, it really is, man. Because everybody just. Well, I think now that wants to yeah, stream. everything streams now. You know, like I mean, I we don't get our streaming dead. live, but we it's through this company called Pivot Share. Mm-hmm. So for those of people that live on the East Coast, most people are probably really familiar with High Spots. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, North Carolina. They, they so the, you can subscribe to the High Spots network. Yep. I think it's like ten bucks a month. Yep. And then through Pivot Share, you get all the stuff that High Spots puts out, and we're one of the featured products on there too so with that subscription you get all of our content nice. but if you just want to subscribe to us it's like 4.99 a month and then you get all the companies that we work with which mm. are also on the high spots network so like joey ryan's promotion bar, bar wrestling, wrestling yep. defy we, yep. we have their shows on our channel mm-hmm. we have progress on our channel so like the nice. main we, we get the stats back from it and the main people the main viewership we get from the pivot share platform uh, is through high spots. And then once, once progress picked us up in the UK, mm-hmm. it went nuts. It oh, went I'm so sure. much bigger. So that's for me was like a huge, like accomplishment. The fact that like, Oh shit, there's people in the UK watching this, which is awesome. And I think oh, yeah. we're seeing that too, with the ticket sales uh, for metal Cade. because it's mainly weekend. There's people that for three years, might have been watching fest wrestling and there's no way they'll ever see that shit live we're not going to the uk right <laughs> so well, and you guys are um, putting on some I'll, I'll i'll go if somebody wants to pay for <laughs> yeah it. fuck yeah let's fly brother <laughs> let's i gotta go no hang money. out man fish <laughs> yeah. and chips man i'm all about it fish and chips. um but you know uh it, it's just it, it'll be cool that weekend because it's mania weekend everybody's here you know from all Everyone. over the world it's like tampa's going to be going nuts you know oh, i'm yeah. trying to explain it to like the people that run the brewery, they have no idea no. like how big it's going to be. Like they, they're just like, Oh, you want to do a metal show and wrestling? Cool. And we're like, you don't understand. There's yeah. like 20 plus thousand people are going to be in town from they're all the world. Be... And they all love wrestling. Yeah. And they'll, that bar will be making some fucking cash that night, you know? Oh, it's the best. I mean, as far as like, if you're a beer nerd, like yeah. cigar city is like one of the, the best like breweries in all of Florida. Nice. Um, not to talk 
any difference on our Gainesville breweries, but mm-hmm. Scar City's product is great. The facility's awesome. There's a whole inside, but what we're doing the show is outside. Like we're bringing in a big ass stage, like I use for my main stage for uh, our music festival, and we're dropping that motherfucker in there. Fuck you. Yeah. Um, so it's gonna be full sound lights. We're gonna have the the ring on the opposite side of the giant uh, industrial parking area. It's not even the parking lot. It's just like where the the trucks come in to like pick up all the supplies and roll out. So there's like loading docks. It's going to look real metal, real industrial. Nice. Have you guys, uh, so is this the first time that Metalcade has happened or have you guys done? Yeah. So I wanted to do, uh, of course I've been wanting to do a fest wrestling show mini weekend since like we started it. Right. It's like the goal is like, fuck, there's other people here. And it's been really hard for us to get, get shows. You know, we've, we've asked to be on like collective shows and things like that. And it was either like, really? Oh, well maybe, you know, I don't know. Like you're not big enough yet. Or mm-hmm. it was a straight up like, um, okay, well starting bid is $5,000. First, you just said starting bid. Second, well, who the fuck has $5,000 to throw mm-hmm. to be on a show and then I got to pay talent as well. Yeah. Like that's, that's just fucking crazy. So once it became in Florida in our backyard, the first mission for me, I was like, I was going to do a show. And since I, you know, Tampa's two hours away, I did six years of a music festival in Tampa called Prefest. We did leading up to the music festival fest mm-hmm. that we do every year at the end of October. So I know all the venues in Ebor, which is a section of Tampa. A lot of the stuff that's running that weekend is running in Ebor. It's a cool, historic Cuban district. It's like New Orleans and Cuban vibe, like going right at each other nice. in the middle of Florida. Um, and so I was going to do it like a small, like punk bar that we normally do at, but um, then I hit up my friend uh, Tony Foresta who sings in municipal waste. Yeah. We old buds. He's from Richmond and he's moving to the Tampa area. Like by the time this comes out, he'll have already moved down. Um, so I was like, dude, like you're into wrestling. We should just do something together. And like, maybe your other band, Iron Reagan can play. Yeah. And he's like, fuck that. I'm good buddies with the people that one of the guys that runs cigar city brewery, let's talk to him and let's go balls to the wall. And so we sat down with Justin from Cigar City Brewery, went through a list of bands we thought. They entrusted me to do all the wrestling stuff and the production side of it. Mm-hmm. And then I let them kind of like pick the bands. I had some suggestions of bands, but it didn't was integrity in there? didn't work out. <laughs> Were you, was integrity one of those bands? Integrity was not on our list, but oh. that would have been a good choice. Oh, yeah. I um, figure hardcore. But we guy. ended up with a. Uh, Everybody kind of agreed on obituary because obituary is from Tampa. Well, yeah, you're talking um, about old school legendary death metal from Tampa back in the, you know like the Scott Burns days when you had like Deicide and Cannibal Corpse and Obituary, which is one of my favorite bands. Our band Handsome Prick, we played with them a couple years ago um, at the Full Terror Assault. Uh, what a great fucking choice, dude! Like fucking obituary, I don't care. The hell, yeah, I mean, dude. I can't take any credit for it. You can give me the credit for when it sounds good and the stage looks awesome. Hey, man, yeah. But you know what? It's your fucking show, and to have that, to me, solidifies. Like, I seen that, and I'm like, fuck, man. There's, You know, I got a kid due around that time. Um, There's no way I'm going to be able to attend. But I was like, if I can help these dudes out in any way to get the word out about this, because this is your your guy's whole mentality is, like, the same as mine. You know, coming, like, underground metal punk kid uh, that loved wrestling – 
they do mix and they do cross over. And that's like the whole thing I try to preach on my show is, you know, the wrestling is literally everywhere. You can have a conversation about almost anything and it can lead into professional wrestling. You know, it's and what you guys are doing. I saw obituary and I just I fucking marked out. I, I love John Tardy and those guys, man. They're 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 fucking legends, dude. So score for you. And you guys got municipal waste, uh, bloodlet, nasty savage, like yeah. Good for you guys. Dude, I wasn't even familiar with the whole history of Nasty Savage about Nasty Ronnie and stuff like yeah. him being an old pro wrestler and breaking mm-hmm. TVs across his chest and shit. And then <laughs> Foresta started telling me about it and showing me shit. And I was like, oh, my God. And then, you know, talking with other old Florida wrestling people, they're like, oh, my God, I cannot believe this is happening. So it's like within Florida metal scene and wrestling scene, that's really cool. But at the same time, like you were talking about it, man, like wrestling and and metal kind of go hand in hand. And if you're passionate about either or, or both, we're all nerds, man. And when you get us together and get us talking about it and reminiscing and talking about this album and this band or this match or this pay-per-view or this time period and this, you know, everybody has an opinion. Everybody can embrace those things. And we're just hoping that, you know, out of the thousands of people that are there for mania weekend, that a small portion of them like fest wrestling and like metal and hopefully both can get crossed over and, and expose maybe some to each other. Cause I know there's definitely people that are coming for fest wrestling who are like, I don't know who the fuck these bands are. And I know there's going to be people in the Tampa scene who are going to be like, I'm going to see obituary. Yeah. Oh, there's wrestling. What oh, yeah. the fuck? Holy shit. You know? Yeah. Um, and the, the rad thing is like, because we're doing this, we've gotten a lot of, you know, our whole fest wrestling family, which is very, very big. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we do shows every other month and we try to bring in people. Uh, we have like a, a, a solid crew of people that, you know, participate in fest wrestling every show. And then there's like a, a rotating cast of people that come in like, you know, a couple of times a year because they live so fucking far away. But this show enabled us to like open the doors up a little bit more. So we have just like a massive stacked show. I think there's like, Something like over sixty wrestlers now involved in this damn thing. In the metal cane? Yeah. So it's Jeez. just it's gonna be an all day melee, uh-huh. you know. And I keep getting emails from people asking. And I'm just starting I had to cut it off. You know, I've been yeah. like, there's no more room on this. And it sucks because some of these people are like holy shit, you're kind of a big name, but I fucking I just don't have room. I'm gonna I, no, Sorry, but I'm going to have to put you on a backup list. Yeah. And because it is wrestling, shit's going to happen. Somebody's going to get hurt. Yeah. Somebody's going to get signed. Somebody's just not going to fucking make it. Yeah. You know, well, um, so there will be changes, but hopefully there won't be much, you know, and there's, I'm just stoked that we're able to put on this opportunity and go fucking nuts. I mean, when people see what we do compared to like, they're going to be going to a lot of stuff that weekend. Yeah. And that's what the cool thing about me weekend is, you know, WrestleMania is the Super Bowl. It's the it's the big show. But there's so much good indie stuff that weekend that you can almost like go to all that stuff, see amazing talent, some stuff from all over the world that you'll never get to see and not even go to me. You know, like oh yeah, last two years we didn't even go. We just go to the indie shows. And I'd rather take like my money and pepper it out through a bunch of really awesome things than dump one big oh, wad yeah. and Don't set put all fucking goddamn way up in the air and watch wrestlemania on a giant jumbotron oh yeah don't don't put all your eggs in one basket you know i think that's the one thing you know since like the indie wrestling boomer the resurgence of pro wrestling in general whatever you want to call it um 
it's been really cool because that hasn't always happened with Mania. Fuck, man, I think the last WrestleMania I went to was WrestleMania 8 in Indianapolis, you know, like Sid versus Hogan, uh, Macho Man versus Flair, and Piper versus Bret Hart. But, um, you know, the old school days like that, there was nothing like this that I'm aware of. You know, I could be wrong. But even go back 10 years ago, and you didn't have – it's really kind of a more recent thing that, okay, WrestleMania now is, you are right, it is the Super Bowl of professional wrestling just in the draw from worldwide that it brings. Like there really is nothing that can compare to that in the entertainment industry. I don't care if you got fucking Paul McCartney at Wrigley field or whatever, it ain't shit. You know, when these guys are selling out, you know, what is it? The Texas stadium, wherever the Cowboys play, it's like a hundred thousand people. I mean, that's mm-hmm. people from all over the world. They, they are a global entertainment, like, they have a stronghold on that shit, and, they, and they're good, you know? But at the yeah. same time, it's like you say, I don't want to go sit in some nosebleeds and watch it on the Jumbotron just to say I was there. And let's face it, dude, the last several WrestleManias, it's been, like, drawn out. It's kind of a little boring. You're not you're only invested, really, I know myself, in, like, maybe a couple matches. It's so much better to go to these unique indie promotions that are doing all this stuff. Like, you know, you guys and the collective um, impact is – Got some cool shit going on. They're bringing back TNA yeah, okay. for one day, you know? Yeah, I'm stoked on it. I mean, I, I went to the Impact show last year. Nice. Um, that was year a good show. That, we went to Ring of Honor. Last yeah. year, I went to NXT mm-hmm. um, because I'd never been to, like, a big takeover outside of when they did it, the small ones in Orlando. And right. that was awesome. It's just, you know, the key, the thing is, is a lot of those people, you're going to see a lot of talent at the indie shows. Yeah. And what's amazing is a lot of these talents are exceptional and then the next year you're going to see them signed to aew ring of honor Mm -hmm. or nxt it's it's true it happens every single year i mean hell half the fucking people that we used to have wrestle for fest wrestling moved on our first our first champ was heidi lovelace yeah she became ruby ruby riot you know she had she had to drop belt like two shows in because she got signed to nxt I mean, Shotzi Blackheart, who just came out yep. in the Royal Rumble, who's in NXT right now. Shotzi was just wrestling. She was supposed to be on our November show, mm-hmm. and she just had to bail because she just got signed. And we've had a lot of people come up, and that's one of the cool things about it. Is like, I never get – I get bummed because I don't get to have that interaction or to have them perform on our shows anymore. Mm-hmm. But that is way, you know – slightly compared to the the joy we feel that they get to move on and that they're finally getting the recognition that they fucking well deserve. Yeah, and it's you a know? thing too especially for these guys to go like again, let's go back 10 years. Um WWE had it in their mindset when they're the only game in town that we're just going to hire people whether they're athletes or models or whatever and no experience or some experience and they're going to train them in their way, which is, you know, they still kind of somewhat do some of that but now there was this thing back then the stigma of hiring like indie darlings they didn't want to do mm-hmm. it you know like cm punk was a big chance and I, from what i understand it took like paul Heyman to really get him in there but nowadays dude they've deviated from that and yes they still train them in the wwe way of doing things and they'll take guys and put them in the performance center and what have you but dude the indie pool is so rich in talent it's it's crazy because go ahead. It's great for the talent, the boys and gals signing. That's awesome for them and their families and their careers. But as soon as they sign, the way it is nowadays, man, there's just there's another three or four that are just coming up and taking that spot. That's like how 
star packed the indie scene is crazy man yeah well, i think a lot of that attributed to uh more opportunity but also there's just more really good schools now yes and so people are are learning the proper way and so you mm-hmm. have people that are like it, it used to be like you know i don't know maybe i just didn't go to the right shows but for a long time until i started going to like evolve shows and, and before nxt was like really coming out and doing more stuff it seemed like the indie stuff that at least i was seeing um was full of shows that were like a bunch of people that were still in school yeah and that they got put on the show because the person running the school was doing the show and then mixed with a bunch of old timers that were just shouldn't be wrestling anymore. yeah, yeah we yeah. were on the bill just because you're like oh you have a name and we know you'll it's put more 10 like asses to, in the to meet your old <laughs> idol. And so if like an indie wrestling just seemed like such like a, like, fuck this, you know, you go to like the state fair and see like shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. But it changed. It really did change. I mean, I'm talking like when we were like in college in Virginia in the nineties, mm-hmm. that's how it was where like, you're like, Oh, wrestling is coming through once a year. Who's on it. Oh, doink one and doink two. And it yeah. wasn't even like the doinks. It was just some yeah, other yeah. people like, and it was like, this is just sad, but entertaining. Let's go drink a 40 and let's go watch this. Oh, you know, <laughs> oh, oh, he was a buck. Oh, nine. When I was Hell in college, yeah. my friend, got to keep a gangster um, represent that easy. E. <laughs> it was just, it was easy on the wallet. That's why. We yeah. That too. Um, but you know, it really has changed. You know, we've had, we've had great, great, great people come through what, you know, fest wrestling. And it wasn't that we groomed them or anything. We were just lucky that they were able to come through and wrestle for us and been awesome, you know, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if like, you know, by time we come around to metal Cade, I'm going to lose a few more people mm-hmm. that are going to get signed to stuff. And that's awesome. I'm stoked for them, you know, but like you said, there's a, a bunch of other folks coming up and on our show, like, you know, we we're going to have people that we've worked with forever that we're super excited, but then there's also a shitload of debuts. There are people coming from like all over. Yeah. Um. So for, uh, for our fans, this might be the only opportunity we're going to be able to get some of these people. And it's just because they're all going to be in Tampa. Yeah. If any other time, it'd be like, oh, you want to come wrestle for Fest Wrestling? Cool. And they'd be like, okay, well, you need to fly us in. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, okay, well, Gainesville has a shitty airport, so I can't do that. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, and you know, and you'd think like, you know, because there's so many prom- indie promotions in Florida that you we would all be able to talk to each other and be like, hey, okay, so I'm going to run my show on Sunday. You run on Saturday and you run on Friday and let's bring these people into Florida and then work them three days in a row. No, that doesn't happen. It's just this weird, like there's some people that are really cool to work with and we all try to share and work together. And then there's certain people that just really are just competitive about this. And it's like, Oh, I know. Like they're the game in town or fighting over the same fucking, the same 30, 40 fucking fans. Yeah. And when you do that, I mean, it's, it, it doesn't benefit anybody. You guys are just fucking, well, not you guys, but you know what I'm saying? In general, the people that do that, you're just fucking the whole scene. You know, you can yeah, bring in this talent. Just, yeah, there's, there's just a too lot much of that, going on. Yeah, there's some of that up here, I should say, uh, in the Chicago land. You know, it's, you'll have that, whatever. I mean, yeah. Fuck I it. mean, Florida's just got too many. There's yeah, just yeah. too many things. There's, there's just, there's too much wrestling. The good thing is in Gainesville, we're the only thing in Gainesville. Um, but you would think like, you know, because we're here with the university of Florida, which is fucking huge. It's the fucking Gators yeah. that we would have like all these college kids that would want to come see wrestling, but they don't like, cause they look at it and they're just like, Oh, that's not WWE. Exactly. 
you know, so they don't come. So it's like, we, you know, three years, we haven't really tapped in that. We tapped more into like the fucking punk thrash, like grind scene more than anything. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I've had, I've had more luck, like going to like crazy sh- hardcore shows and been like, Firing for fest wrestling, and they'd be like, "Oh fuck yeah, dude! I remember that time we went." Blah blah. So when we first started out, we would instead of having like intermission and having like where everybody takes a break and everybody mm-hmm. goes out for a smoke, we would have bands like a, a punk band play on the floor for like that's twenty awesome. minutes. That's fucking. And so dude, that's awesome. Everybody just instead of facing the ring turned around and like had like a floor house show, mm-hmm. and so that worked really well for a while. But it got to the point where it was like well, shit, we're trying to fit in more wrestling. So it was like, we really couldn't afford the time to like break that in. So this is kind of like having this metal cade is us throwing it back to like, okay, we're going to have a show too. Yeah. So we're going to do like 40 minutes of wrestling band on the main stage and then 40 minutes of wrestling band on the main stage. So we'll do four blocks of wrestling and four bands. Dude, I love that. Cause you know, I being a grindcore kid, uh, I played a lot of shows, dude, where there was bands that would, they'd have like the versus set, you know, like whether it was two bands straight up going against each other, like, all right, you're going to play one of your songs. And then immediately right after that, they're going to counter with another and it goes back and forth like that. Or there's certain fests that are set up specifically like that, where it's like one band plays like three songs and then immediately they, or whatever their time length of their set, you know, and then they already have the next stage set up. They kick to that, and then while you know they're playing, the, they're breaking down, setting up for the next band. It's just continually like fucking blasting your eyes and ears off, man. I, I like that though. Yeah, I mean, there's gonna be no rest at our show for Metal Cave. I mean, no it's, rest for the it's basically brother. like two two big stages. The stage is the ring, and then the other stage is a fucking huge drop down stage that's getting fucking shipped ob- in. You know, obituary. Yeah, yeah, <sighs> yeah. I can't. I can't. I can't wait, man. It's going to, and hopefully, you know, Metal Cade does really well. And it's something that we can do like every year. You know, it doesn't have to be during like WrestleMania. Right. You could just go to a city and be like, hey, you know what we're doing? We're doing Metal Cade. Yeah. It's going to be wrestling. And it doesn't have to be fest wrestling. It could be like if we're in Chicago working with like freelance, you know, I love freelance or somebody, you know, and like saying like, okay, let's do it here. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be, uh, just always involved around fest. Oh yeah, dude. And you guys, you talk to anybody out there, um, from up here, I should say from freelance, Matt Nix or any of those guys. Yeah. We've had mixed down, mixed down here and freelance thing. We do a thing during the, the, during our music festival, Mm -hmm. um, every year when we do our wrestling show during it, it's called, we are family. And so basically instead of putting ourselves over, we try to put over other indie products that we like. So we'll have people from defy and people from freelance in, uh, Eric cannon, who's a good friend of ours, does first wrestling in Minneapolis. So we'll have first stuff come down. Uh, we, we've, we've tried to like help as much as we can, like other promotions that, uh, you know, have been cool to us too. And some of those have been really rad and like have, you know, Effie's been like our champ for a while. He's great. If you're not familiar with Effie, look up on YouTube. Yeah. Effie wrestling. I grabbed his bloody junk before. Be blown. <laughs> uh, but a lot of those promotions will let you know when Effie was our champ. He is now, but when he was first our champ, uh, the first time around, you know they were like asking him to come up and defend the fest title, you know, and that was really rad to see our stuff getting taken around. Like when Sue Young was our champ, she defended the championship in a lot of places. 
Um, and it was, it's just rad. It just, it's, it's, it helps everybody understand that like, Hey, you know, this is a really rad product, but there's other rad product out there and all over. And just the internet, once you like get back into indie wrestling, you go down that fucking rabbit hole of Ooh, YouTube. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just like getting into music and something, or somebody exposes you to like a genre of music and you just start going for it and just, you know, going to the record store and buying records and buying records or, or going down YouTube now. It's, it's just that same mentality, that same thing, man. And I, it's really, it's really awesome that we're able to like, bridge these worlds between wrestling promotions and then now hopefully bridge that gap too with bands as well. And that's great, dude. I mean, I, me personally, just listening to your, your ideas and you talk, I, I mean, I think this, you know, like you said, it doesn't have to be WrestleMania season, you know, around there, but it could be your guys's WrestleMania. Like this is the show you guys build to every year, you know? Like this big yeah. Well, blast. When, like when we do our We Are Family show, it's awesome because you know our music festival is like more like punks and stuff like that. Nice. And you know we have we only sell three thousand tickets. We try to cap it at that uh, because we also have three hundred and some bands and like over a hundred wrestlers. Mm-hmm. So when we do our wrestling show, then it's like we do like four one hour blocks, but the whole place is the most packed it's ever been. You know, you were talking about eight hundred to a thousand fans in the room for all the wrestlers. So it's a great opportunity when we're able to bring people in from out of town. It's like, Hey, not only do you get the wrestle for fest wrestling, but Hey, this is a great exposure for you. Cause some of these people might be from your area or might be into the next town that you go to. Yeah. It's networking kids. Try it sometime. Be polite. <laughs> Just don't try fucking always try to make yourself like the biggest shit. You know, it's awesome to yeah. help other people. You get, you get more help that way. Well, you, you do. And you get over more doing that you get that's how you get bigger you know when you're just real and you're cool with people it goes a long way man it goes a long way um so yeah nobody asks back the asshole (laughs) (laughs) no shit bro oh man you know what you know what that guy was great he came in he wrestled for us and he was a total dick to everybody let's get him back (laughs) bring back the dick joey ryan no the fucking asshole (laughs) (laughs) joey ryan's he's not a dick no he's He's a very 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 nice guy he's got the dick he's got <laughs> so talk about a little bit more talent. You mentioned Effie, who is fucking amazing. Um I see him he's up. our current fest wrestling champ, but he has a big match coming up soon. We also do an our you know our normal fest wrestling show mm-hmm. on February, Sunday, February sixteenth. So what do you got going on there? Our fourth love is a battlefield. Yes, I love so that's that. our tag team tournament. So we've been doing that for a while. So if you're just listening to this and you're like, what the fuck? Just go on YouTube, type in Fest Wrestling Love is a Battlefield, and there's lots of good stuff in there. We always it seems like a lot of our shows are themed around holidays. So we do like a Easter show called The Hardcore Hunt. Nice. Um, which is an extreme Easter egg match uh, <laughs> Easter egg hunt. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're actually gonna probably do that match at metalcade so those of you who will be there for metalcade will get to see that live which is fucking insane i can't believe we came up with this concept <laughs> basically there's giant paper mache eggs filled with weapons and they're hidden out in the crowd and then there's eight to ten wrestlers in the ring blindfolded and they have to sit like in a circle yeah and then when the blindfolds come off they just start battling and they have to find the eggs and use them um <laughs> what's inside of them hell yeah um 
Yeah, so we do that. We uh, we always do we do an Xmas in July show, mm-hmm. uh, which is a Christmas themed summer bash type show. Uh, I mean, we've just we've done we've done way too many weird things. But Love Is a Biofield's coming up, and Effie's defending against Wolf Taylor Ooh, yeah, um, yeah. in Gainesville, Florida. And so uh, we'll see if Effie's star champ, but currently he is the champ. Um, if you catch this after February 16th, you can always look on Fest Wrestling YouTube or Fest Wrestling on Pivot Share. There's my shameless plugs. Uh, Plug away. But yeah, Where look at I, our stuff. Cause we got, share it. Yeah, we got some listeners down in Florida, man. Where can people get tickets at for this? Uh, what did you say, February 16th? February 16th, if you go to festwrestling.com, okay. we go through a really small indie ticketing company called Limited Run. Okay. And yeah. we love using Limited Run. That's how the, you can get the tickets for Metal K2 mm-hmm. because they're um, it's just two guys that live in New York that come up from the punk scene, and they only charge $1 service charge per ticket. That's great. Yeah, so it's fuck that like Ticketmaster shit. I just oh, bought tickets yeah. to – I'm not going to say what promotion – and Why it was not? like, oh, the tickets are fucking forty dollars, oh. and then the service fees an additional twenty. Oh yeah, well that's with even going to see some of these bands, man. It's fucking outrageous. Uh, yeah, so you know we lose a little bit on the fact that like we don't have a big conglomerate like reminding people of our shows. Mm-hmm. But I'd rather not jab the attendee, man. Hey man, I'd rather than take that extra money be able to buy a cold one or buy a shirt from that's somebody. Right. That is yeah. right, man. Hey, and I'll I'll promote anything you guys got going on anytime. Um thanks. Man. Yeah, yeah. So you guys got Effie, but you also got a couple of guys that I'm very familiar with. Um I see them up here, uh whenever they're up here, chill with them. Dan Housen and uh Yeah, Dan Housen's coming back. Dude. Uh that well, he started he was in Fest Wrestling in the very early days, but he wasn't Dan Housen then. Right, right. Um so it's awesome to finally have him back. He's bringing War Beast with him. War Horse. War Horse. Sorry, not War Beast. Jesus. That's all right. A War Beast would be dope too, you know? Five, no, two I know, and I know, I know. <laughs> It's all right. We all botch sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're coming. They're bringing uh, – who's coming with Jake them? something? Who's I the... thought I saw – Yeah, Jake something. So all... both of them are going to be new for us. Yeah. Like, dude, those are guys like... we were talking earlier – and. I'm not to cut you off, Tony, but about guys about the talent recycling itself. And like you're saying, Hey, by the time you run this fest, you may have to pull, you know, your backups or something because these guys will be gone. These are like those, just those three Dan Housen, Effie and Warhorse. It's like, or three talents that in 2020 watch what the hell these guys do, you know, and and Jake, you know, Warhorse is fucking amazing to see what Jake Parnell has done to go from being just Jake Parnell to the warhorse is it's great dude i just saw him at black label pro against kylie ray fucking amazing dude <laughs> i saw the promo he cut for that with the egg and the crowbar oh yeah that's pretty fucking funny <laughs> yeah th- dude they did something out of like dirty dancing they reenacted during the match that dancing and uh it 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 was fucking great dude that's they told a good that's story awesome. and kylie ray who is a huge huge star around these parts um dude the crowd was split and war, it was weird. And Warhorse, when he gets in the ring, he even looked like kind of like at her, like "Holy shit!" You know, he didn't see that coming. He's probably expecting he's going to be working the heel in that match, you know. And it was, dude, it was like Warrior versus Hogan or something. You know, you had two babies going <laughs> at it, and it, it was great and it was entertaining. And that guy, dude, he's he's a really cool dude, and all all of them are. But you know, 
the war horse is one to watch. And he's, I guarantee you, I've interacted with a couple of guys who run a a video game company called Retrosoft Studios. So shout out to Mike Herman who's doing that. And they have this indie tournament going on. And there's four guys left as of right now. Well, by the time people listen, it'll, it'll probably be announced. But War Horse is in the final four. He's my pick to win. And if he doesn't win it and you guys listen to this and say I was wrong, fuck off, whatever. <laughs> this guy is the real deal. Pay attention. Dude, I'm stoked because he was one of the first people, him and Danhausen, you know, Danhausen has a history with us. So it was awesome. When he moved away, it was really hard to get him to come back to Florida. Mm-hmm. We just couldn't afford afford it. So when Tampa up, it was awesome. And that was one of the first things I was like, hey, Warhorse is your buddy. He is tailor fit for this show. Exactly, and, dude. He'll love and it. He was stoked because he's a huge municipal waste fan. Right. So it worked out perfect. And then like other things that popped up, like, you know, like somebody who we've always had our eye on but live far away is Matthew Justice. Yes, man. Thrash. Yeah, and, he's awesome. Dude, he is amped on this. Like, you know, and the, but the hard thing is a lot of these wrestlers are on multiple shows. They're just trying to yeah. do as much as they can well, that weekend. Dan so with our world? show being kind of long, it's kind of like some of them, even Effie has his big gay brunch that morning, has gonna have to run over to our show and mm-hmm. then leave after our show and go straight over to Joey Ryan's penis party. <laughs> so it's like it sounds it's like boom, boom, boom. Like a good you time. know, and a lot of those wrestlers are doing that. They're like <laughs> You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important running back and forth so well, as far as logistically is, planning all the matches it's yeah. been really hard to coordinate with everybody and being like okay check it i think your match is going to be around this time mm-hmm. are you free around this time whatnot you know yeah. and then you have to coordinate that with somebody else who you're going to try to you know Dude. they're going to have a match with it's a good so, headache to have brother but i wouldn't want your headache man <laughs> it's so like it's it's kind of like my bag man i do yeah. uh, this is wrestling thing is one thing but like running a music a festival where there's 18 venues all in walking distance of each other and mm. 360 some bands. And then each band has multiple members. Yeah. We've been doing that for 19 years. So I kind of that I have to take it. It's my, it's my gig, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I, 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 I feel like I'm really good at this side. Of it, well, that's know? good, man. So. I mean, cause you, you were just naming all those events, you know, I mean, shit, Dan, how Dan Housen and Warhorse have the, what is it? The WrestleMania. That's like their event. That's happening. Yeah. I think that's like maybe that same night at midnight or the night before at midnight. I always get it fucking mixed up so. when they do like midnight shows. I think it's a midnight show. Is that's it? a black label joint, I believe. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the cool thing. It's like it, the, the brewery, I think, is like seven miles away from like the Cuban Club where a lot of that stuff's going on mm-hmm. or the Ritz yep. where a lot of the stuff's going on. So, 
I personally am screwing myself by doing a show for the first time. Yeah. Like I, I wrote, you know, some buddies and I was like, man, this is probably the first year I'm not going to your show. You know, it sucks. Oh, yeah, like yeah. one of my favorite shows to go to mania weekend is Sammy Callahan puts on pancakes and pile drivers. Yep. And it's an early daytime show. And it happens to be on the same fucking day we're doing ours. Granted it's at 11 AM. Mm-hmm. So, but I'll be fucking setting shit up and like, tweaking everything like we're we're going on friday and having to set up the infrastructure because not only do we have to do this whole show but we're having to build out fence line do sandbags put up scrim which is you know the covering stuff for fencing like arrange porta potties like put up tenting run power lights like we don't have like a production team we're going to hire this is going to be all diy just us fucking putting it on i love that though that's yeah, but it sucks because I kind of yeah. ruined my mania weekend for me. So. Well, whatever, you know, but this is, I feel like this is the start of something, you know, really good for you guys. So let's hope so. Let's hope that enough people come out where we don't lose our fucking masses on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Well, you got to have some guys like some buddies or some at least going with, you know, we talk a DIY old punk shit, whatever, with some fucking flyers while these other shows are going on. Just flyer it up. Oh, Hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm. I mean, I'm hoping that Friday we get our shit done early enough to where we can actually go out Friday night and go to a show and hang. Yeah. Out. I mean, Janela's got his spring break going yep. on the night before. Oh, and so. that's going to be huge. I think he's got Osprey on that show too. No. Yeah. The Offspring. No, not Offspring. I said Osprey. Will Osprey? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just said the fucking Offspring. I was like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> no, no oh, he's got Osprey. Yeah, he does. Yeah. On that show. He's got Osprey um, and Black Flag. You know? <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck?" Mm-hmm. Well, that play, that venue they're using. I've seen bands play on the outside part of there before. I saw the Melvins play there. Oh, get the fuck awesome. out of here, really, dude! I yeah. love the Melvins. So let's transition real quick, man. Let's get a little uh, dig deep, get tight, cut loose, and strut your <laughs> stuff. If you know what famous skating movie that's from. Uh, anyways, yeah, let's get into some of your musical shit, man. Because you're talking the Melvins, dude, and. I love the Melvins, and I know when we were, uh, you know, s- sending uh, sex to each other. I mean, text. Um, <laughs> you you were telling me how you're a big like doom metal guy, dude. I got to hang out with fucking uh, Pentagram and Bobby Liebling up here in Chicago a couple years ago. I don't know if you're in. Oh the- Jesus! Yeah, dude. Oh yeah. Uh, and Bobby, dude, he was so he was like scared of me. Like he got out of the bus, and I'm sitting there, and you know, I wasn't being a super mark or anything, but I was just like, Hey Bobby, you know, can I get a picture with you? And that was it. Um, and he was, he was like, yeah, but he was like, Oh weird, dude. He looked like an old Beavis or something, you know, the really old Beavis with long hair. <laughs> and he just had, had his big ass brush in his hand. And, uh, you know, after that documentary so, came out too, that kind of like brought them back into like a spotlight of sorts too. So it was, it kind of probably had to be weird for bands like that. Oh, and he um, had been living off of fucking like methamphetamines and crack for <laughs> like twenty years. You oh, know, yeah. you seen the movie? Come on, not even oh yeah, Fruel or yeah, Somo could resurrect that motherfucker. He was still falling off. But uh, yeah, dude, I, I know, I know. Looking it's at like him, when you go to the conventions, like the wrestling conventions, you see oh, some God. of the old timers sitting in their booths. You're just kind of like, God, man, this is just fucking sad. Like, yeah, come on, man, like. Some of them are you know, still are good though. Still I just had Tito Santana on. Um, I think it was the first episode of this year or so, and he still looks in good shape for Dude, being in his sixties. He you know? is awesome. The very first time it wasn't even a wrestling convention. I mm-hmm. was at like a Comic Con thing they were doing down in Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
because we were just down there and I was like, oh, this is going on. So we went over there and they had a couple wrestlers set up and he was one of them. And nobody, you know, it was at a Comic-Con. So there wasn't like a big need for like meeting wrestlers. I think Paige was there and that was like the big like draw. Yeah. Her and Daniel Bryan. Okay. Um, But like Tito was sitting there and I just went over and like talked to him for a little while. He didn't like, you know, I didn't get a picture with him. I didn't buy anything really. I just kind of talked to him and was, what was gone. He was talking about his normal life and now he's yeah. a teacher and stuff. Football. And, <laughs> Loves his football. You know, it was just more talking about his students and stuff. He didn't really want to talk about wrestling and stuff. And yeah. it was it was cool to like get that. But then like, you know, sometimes you hear these stories about like people just freaking out. And, and same thing happens like, you know, in the music world too. Oh, I mean, yeah. there's – I always say that like – you know, I, someday I'd like to put out like a fucking book where everybody could tell their stories mm-hmm. about like, you know, you idolize, you know, this artist or musician or somebody and then Don't you meet, meet them your and heroes. they just become the, they're the biggest assholes. Like, That's you know, cool. and call it when your idols are assholes. <laughs> Fallen <laughs> idols. There you go. Yeah. And you <laughs> just hear these horror stories about like, this sucks, you know, cause you know, I never played in big, big bands and stuff, mm-hmm. but like I always thought that, it was really shitty of people to like just shun down people who come up to you and just like all they want to do is like talk to you, you yeah. know, and about what about you and what you're into. It's like yeah. if you if you can't handle that shit, then don't be you in the no entertainment business. business. I thought you know? some of that uh, back in the day, our old band Decrypt, when we uh, we played in, I think it was Houston or somewhere, but uh, we we're playing with Dying Fetus, John Gallagher, the lead guitarist, singer, basically the writing creative force. He had a table next to us, man. He was just kind of a dick. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I was just trying to say, hey, what's up, man? Like, hey, you know, a big influence. Like, really dig you, and that's it. I ain't gonna, you know, I ain't trying to suck you off or anything. Come on, guy. Like, come on, people. Yeah, get, just get over uh, yourself. You know, I, I, we, we set up. Um, we were graciously offered a match at uh, a convention in North Carolina, mm-hmm. um, called WrestleCade, which was interesting because we called this MetalCade. Yeah, um, yeah. And they they were like, hey, do you want to defend Fest Wrestling? Want to defend the tag belt up here? And we're like, that's awesome. Thank you so much. And they're like, beyond that, they're like, hey, well, you can table for free for the weekend. Greatest companies putting that thing on. Great people. So we set up, and I just, you know, we're not big shit. Fest Wrestling isn't, but there was some fans in North Carolina who, because there's a company called PWX in North Carolina who puts our stuff out, and we share. You know, they bring Fest Wrestling people up a lot. Um, there was people that were stoked and through high spots network wanted to come and talk and everything. You know, we were basically giving merch away pretty much like yeah. buttons and pins. And yeah. Koozies, that's the shit you got you know. to stickers. All we were thing. drinking beers with people having a good time. Like yeah. just, you know, just when fans want to talk about wrestling, if they want to talk about old ECW or they want to talk about old NWA or bullshit like that, I'd talk to them and then I'd listen to, you know, not to name names, but didn't listen to like some other like, people that were set up at tables who were obviously there to get you know charged the 20 30 dollars for their photo <laughs> yeah, or the, the, the or winners. the people that like pay those people to come in and sit at their table who don't do anything but kind of middleman tabling and let them and listen to them talk shit about like oh would you fucking listen to that fucking mark come over here and try to suck your cock and suck your dick blah blah it's like yeah fuck that fucking nerd but you know what i got his fucking hundred bucks blah 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 pussy shit like that and i'm just like Jesus Christ. this is fucking disgusting this is gross like, yeah yeah how do you, how do you guys live with yourselves like it just really turned me well, off that's why so they're I was there. like 
You know, it was like on a positive note, there was all these nice people that were just there and stoked on wrestling and stoked to see these old fucking bags of bones again. (laughs) But then then to fucking hear them fucking just run their mouth and talk shit about people behind their back, you know, it just. Is there anybody you want to, is there, do you want to drop a name you want to shoot? No, 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 it's not worth it. No. You know, people will know on their own and I'd hate to ruin somebody who like walked away from that experience to be like, oh my God, I got to meet blah, 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 to know that secretly they were a jerk, you know, but it just, it just, it's a shameful thing, you know, and I've seen that happen with like, you know, big, huge bands sometimes too. Like, you know, I fucking toured and was on Warp Tour for like years doing like merch for like less than jake right good okay. buddies of mine i remember them yeah. um and this was like what i did as my side gig in college you know in the summers i would go out on warped with them mm-hmm. have a fucking great time it's 21 22 23 24 you know it was Live great life uh but then you'd hear like some of these fucking dicks that would be on that tour because warped tour was really bad about always bringing in like the one flash in the pan band who's yeah. like from like the heavy kind of like like butt rock scene you just yeah you just hear them like run their mouth and mm-hmm. talk shit and just be dicks and i was like you're not really part of this at all like why are you here like you just want to be here yeah booking got you know, out of and control just the way they would tr- treat fans and treat other bands and stuff mm-hmm. where you know back in the day in those times warp tour was like you know punk rock was still kind of like on the fringe in a lot of ways. So it was oh, like yeah. awesome that everybody could pull their forces together to be on this one tour and have enough people there to see and play. I think the yeah. last warp tour I went to was like 2001, which is still like late for, you know, warp tour. I didn't go for, there was a lot of years I missed. The last one we went to was, I think was when they came through Florida against me was on it. Cause you know, their Gainesville band yeah. or buds and Joan Jett was on it. Nice. So we were like all like, Oh shit. We get to go see Joan Jett. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it changed a lot from when I was on it, but you know that's when I went. I think it was uh, it was headlined by Three Eleven. They just put out from Chaos at that time, and then I believe it was uh, Misfits with Michael Graves. I think Rollins <laughs> Band was on there. <laughs> Fucking yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, there's there's a couple songs I like, and it took and me there's years. Some good to songs get that. on there. I just like I just get about Michael Graves. <laughs> yeah, Saturday Night but also, Stream. But I'd also say the same. I'd also go about Danzig too. Uh, it's like, I, I want to listen to him, but I don't want to be anywhere near that motherfucker. No, he's a fucking dick. <laughs> it is what it is. But the dude's music. I mean, come on, Misfits, Samhain. Oh, Danzig. I mean, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for those bands. Like, exactly. I, mean, I was. When in the early '90s, when my buddy came back from visiting his cousin in West Virginia, and yeah. he rolled in with these LPs, and fucking, you know, Danzig and Misfits were one of the first two out of the ten punk records I ever heard. Fuck you know? yeah, bro! That's where so it's at. I, I I wouldn't be here, but you know, at the same time, we were listening to that, and we were also listening to Minor Threat and Fugazi. Oh, so it yeah. was like yeah. weird, like hybrids of like messages being <laughs> sent to us. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I get that. But I mean it all musically has its its place, you know. I'm I'm very like versatile when it comes to shit even within genres, you know. I mean, I'm all over the place really musically. Um but yeah, dude, like early punk, man, that shit like what really got me in the punk was fucking uh Nirvana. You know, I'm uh 37. Oh yeah. So back when I remember when Nevermind dropped, it was like holy shit. And then a couple months later, I'm in Michigan or somewhere and I at this record store where they still had tapes, you know, tapes were still, it was like a tape world or something when those were in the malls. 
So I'm really dating myself. But uh, I saw Bleach, and I was like, what the fuck is this? You know, like mm-hmm. I'm a kid from the Midwest at that time. Never mind, just blew up. Nobody knew what the you know what the fuck Bleach was. Uh, did they just put out a new album? I was probably like nine, you know. And I got that stuff and checked it out, and I was just like, holy shit! I was blown away. So it yeah, but because of Bleach, it opens you up to like sub pop records. Dude, you're like, well, what the fuck pop. is sub pop records? And yeah. you start listening, you're like, and then holy what, shit! What the fuck you know, is Black early Flag? Early Soundgarden on here. Early Soundgarden, dude. Um, I mean, you name it. These bands, uh, Tad. I love fucking Tad. Dude. Oh yeah. Um, and the Meat Puppets. The Meat Puppets to me are like one of the most underrated bands. Like those first five albums are just like. Or even going back to what we were originally talking about. We're talking about Melvin's. I mean, it's oh, just, yeah, dude. it's Houdini, one of those things man. like it just opens up. Same with like wrestling, you know, yeah. you you go and you see like uh, Leo Rush, you know, you look at him and he's on up there, you know, in WWE spotlight or Shotzi mm-hmm. Blackheart or something. You go on YouTube, you start looking it up. You're going to see a match of theirs in Fest Wrestling. Yeah. And you're going to be like, what the fuck? Dude, oh, shit. You know, it's just like showcasing you know somebody's always everybody starts somewhere and it's good for you guys too nobody just automatically just goes bloom and they're like on a major label well look yeah look at the rub like guys like uh, you know maddie nicks up in the freelance and they have gotten from having guys come through like uh what's his nuts in wwe um god damn it's escaping me uh on smackdown who was on freelance yeah he was. He works with like the freelance uh, Mustafa Academy. Ali. Mustafa Ali. I don't know why that yep. escaped me, but you know they did like a WWE documentary on him, and it like, dude, freelance. You know, what if you get the call one day and it's like, hey, we got Shotzi or we got whoever, and we're doing a documentary and we're gonna talk about this part of their career or whatever. They're calling you saying, hey, let me license your footage, or do you want to say uh, something? WWE about this? did. Really? <laughs> it, was for, it was for it was for Heidi Lovelace when well, she. The, yeah, there you go. For Ruby Riot. Yeah, and, and she, I asked WWE. This girl, is the only thing know? I'm going to talk about WWE. This is hilarious. Mm-hmm. We're a small indie company. Yeah. You know, we pay people decently what we can pay them. You know, we're basically losing money on every fucking show we're putting out. Exactly. Uh, so we're doing free camera angle. It's not fucking bullshit GoPro stuff. It's nice cameras. I'm paying somebody Christian well to do it. He's putting color grading on it. We have commentary on stuff and they're like, Hey, we really want to use some of your footage. You know, would it be cool to use it for this documentary? And we're like, yeah, it'd be awesome. I was like, it'd be really cool is if you give us like a hundred bucks or something for it. You know, <laughs> they probably really laughed help at us you out. guys like, um, Oh yeah, here's a hundred bucks. You assholes. <laughs> And they were like, well, we really don't have the budget for anything for this, but it'd be good exposure for you. What? And I'm like, and I'm like, man, I understand, but how do you not have a hundred dollars to like offer us? Like, well, you know, it'd be really good exposure. And I was like, well, look, how about this? They're working, yeah, man. WWE is coming to the the to University of Florida. Yeah. It's like a house show here. Why don't you throw us some tickets for that? And mm. you well, I got to check on some stuff. I'll, oh, I'll let God. you know. And it was like literally like the fucking week before they were like, all right, here's a set of tickets for you. And it was cool that they gave it to us. But at the same time, it's just kind of like, yeah, I mean, there's it probably did help us. But did did anybody watching that documentary actually like buy a shirt from us or come right. be able to come attend one of our shows right. Did directly like really help us in any way? I don't know. But it'd be like. Come on, man. Well, that whole situation. To WWE is like yeah. me giving somebody a fucking dollar on the street. You want, you want to know what would have been way more funny if you, uh, 
I mean, what if you were an investor? Like, hey, man, I got stocks in this company. I know what you guys got, you know? Like, come on. Because, <laughs> you know, dude, bro, come on, Tony. They're oh. fucking working. Yeah, those are paid motherfucking business snakes, man. They are so corporate. Yeah, That's why their product suffers because it's just, it's you know, it's so manufactured, dude. You know, you got no, you got your Coke I, yeah. and Pepsi, and then you got I mean, your crafts. You know, it still it still opens the door to people to get back into wrestling. Oh, that's it why does I never totally. Dissent. Yeah, you know, and I, it, I yeah yeah. I mean, fuck it. We all love it. We love it. But when it's sometimes yeah, it's when just it's like bad, I can't get bad. mad at you, the nine year old you kid who didn't know what bleach was, but you knew what Nirvana was. It was on a major label. <laughs> you exactly. know, it's like this. It's the same shit. You know, exactly. eventually the doors open. Eventually your your mind yeah. opens. Eventually you get exposed to something. Yeah. And if you don't, there's still nothing wrong with that too, man. Like I don't get ever get mad at somebody like that's like. Oh, dude! I only watch WWE, and I'm like, yeah. good. You have the fucking time. Like, yeah. I don't even fucking have the time to watch any of this shit anymore. Right. It's too much. Exactly. Like, literally, like once in a while, I'd be like, like we went to AEW in Jacksonville, and it was nice. fucking great. We had a great time, me and some buddies. We went to the brewery beforehand, which is right around the corner. You know, you're right there by the Jaguar Stadium. This show was fucking hot. It was awesome. It was great. The yeah. next week, I watched AEW, and then fuck, I've caught a match or two since then. It's just like. You know, well, you work all much. the damn time. Yep. It's hard to put the time in to watch all the wrestling because there's so much. I mean, fuck, I still have to watch like our show to get it edited. In depth, so. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst thing. I mean, that's like, you know, <laughs> good thing I get to pass this along to Sretton after we're done. Or shout out to him, our producer, <laughs> you know, and then he goes through it. But I mean, he does a good job, man. He he kicks out the jams and we fucking rip it hard and it, it sounds good. But uh, man, I would not. Yeah. That that's just fucking horrible. It's just so funny too how those guys are telling you we can't give you a hundred bucks. I can't get over that. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it wasn't like I asked for a lot. It no, was like, I thought on, they man. would laugh at you and throw you like five hundred or something ridiculous, you know. But no, I yeah. mean when you got money like that, you gotta. I guess you gotta fucking secure it. If you, you know? do get a chance though, watch the little mini doc they did on her because one, the documentary is great, and and and. Ruby Riot, we'll just say Ruby Riot. Yeah, yeah. It was one of the, the sweetest, awesomest people like to work with. She even came back, mm-hmm. you know, and secretly went to one of our shows after, you know, she had already signed to come Dude, back. I to saw her everybody. I saw her, bro, and Matt Cross up here for fear and misfits. Oh, of course. Matt year. Matt's like one of our good buds. He always comes to Fest Wrestling when he can. He's done. Um and he like during the music festival when we do fest, because he's like the punkest wrestler there is oh like yeah eric cannon's punk yeah. but matt cross is the more diehard of them all oh but by sure. like sunday he's hoarse he can't talk because he's been singing and everything mm-hmm. so um i love love them all to death you know and it's awesome you know we have some wrestlers that wrestle for us and and are walks in our circle that love truly like the music part that we do as well. And then some of them, they're just like, I don't get that shit at all, but we love the freedom <laughs> you guys give us as wrestlers. And though yeah. we love the fact that you guys do weird, wacky, fun stuff. You're not pretentious, you know, because I always look at what we do is like, we're just trying to give the talent the best opportunity to put on the best fun show for the fans. Like I always try to like, as silly as it sounds like I, I, you know, I want to put on a show that I want to go see. Like we don't have the opportunity to do television, so why go deep in all this storyline stuff? Yeah, you know, it's like it's you, you get an opportunity to do this once in a blue moon. Put on the most fun, the fastest pace, the wildest, craziest show you can for the attendees. You know, and just let them let them walk away stoked and tell other people that's the best the best thing that can happen from our show. You know? Yeah, it's supernatural too. You know, I mean, 
obviously the promotion shit, you know, you got to have that. You got to have internet presence and all that. But like even in doing this show, like it makes me sick sometimes how it's just like grind, grind, grind. You got to fucking talk about it. Do also when it's old school like that, just word of mouth, you know, DIY, like that's, that's what's really cool, dude. Just that natural growth, you know? Yeah. I mean, our shows here in town, like we, we've got like two, two fifty. And that's, that's like, for me, amazing that there's that many people that want to go see wrestling in Gainesville, Florida. Oh yeah. You know, we're still a small little town in mm-hmm. the middle of a, a fucking giant university. Like if the university wasn't here, I don't even know what this town would be. Exactly. Yeah. There, there's a lot of college towns up around my way too, man. I uh, got Valparaiso university. I'm in Northwest Indiana. Um, and then of course, you know, Chicago and all that. And, Ugh, man, yeah. if, if some of these places, it's like you said, if they didn't have schools and matter of <laughs> you know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift giving. Give scratch offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. In fact, uh, Valpo, the university, when I was a kid, they used WWF. Not E, all you ninos and ninas out there. Um... <laughs> They used to run some dope ass house shows, dude. I'm talking like I seen uh, Undertaker versus Ultimate Warrior in a body bag match. You know, like oh, that's, so that's fun. the caliber of like talent they had. And then like they did them up until about the mid 2000s, and they still had you know my buddy was meeting John Cena, Eddie Guerrero, uh, Chris Benoit right before he passed. Well, both him and Eddie, um, just crazy shit, and they stopped running. <laughs> I, yeah, I never growing up as a kid you know i grew up like my older brother just got like the marine corps he was way into wrestling and i'm talking like i was like eight you know yeah um and this was like in the heyday of like wwe saturday night's main event being oh on. yeah yeah uh, you know the cartoon was out everything it was like hogan mania going on yeah. like it was like all i wanted to do was see wwe i'm renting the vhs's from the video store because that's the only way to watch it but that never came through mm-hmm. what we would get was fucking nwa yeah like or wcw talk to me and about so he would power. take me out to the roanoke civic center to see nwa and we'd watch that shit every saturday fucking Gordon Stolle and all that. Yeah. Like, and then I would go once a month, we would go see NWA. And that was some of the most badass, fucking Southern brawling, crazy Fuck yeah. shit. Blood. And I think that's why I fell in love with that. And then when WCW started fading out and getting real weak, about mm-hmm. the time I was in middle school, I just kind of gave up on wrestling. You know, uh, Attitude Era hadn't hit yet. And I was kind of like, this fucking all this sucks. I'm out. No, I had no buds to watch wrestling with. So I just kind of stopped. And then in college, like a kid gave me like we were just I used to work for the college radio station. And there was this weird kid, Jeff, who was like a fucking like rave DJ guy. <laughs> and uh, he was like, he's like, hey, man, I heard you were into wrestling. And I'm like, yeah, man, I used to be. I used to go see Dusty and Road Warriors, Rock and Roll Express, Midnight Express. Fuck like, yeah. Luger, all that, all that fun shit. And I was like, I, it just got born. He goes, check this out. And he gave me a VHS copy of fucking ECW. Yeah. That's what was, I'm talking then, about. Then it was changed. And I went back to like the house 
popped it in, had a bunch of roommates. We were all like drinking forties watching that. And then we were hooked. <laughs> and so up. we like, just like, how do we get more tapes? And we started doing tape trade shit. Yeah. yeah. And then we found out like, Oh, and fuck it. One, we, let's just go to the ECW arena, man. Let's do it. But you couldn't buy tickets online. Right. So we had to call this guy who is this in this punk band in, in Philly and be like, hey man, will you go down to this like comic book store and buy us tickets to this wrestling show? And like and he's drug. like, um, and he's like, Hold on, what? You want to come up to Philly to see wrestling? And we're like, Yeah, we gotta go see this thing. And he's like, Well, where are they doing it at? And we're like, it's at this thing called the ECW Arena. And he's like, What the fuck is that? And we're like, I don't know. It's this address. And he goes, oh, shit, that's in a sketchy-ass fucking part of town, dude. That's like under <laughs> yeah, a bridge. Yeah. And we're like, we're like, we got to go, man. Can you just can you just buy us the tickets? I mean, I'll, I'll, we'll mail you the money. And so we like straight up just met him, gave him the cash. We went and saw it, went and saw the show. Fucking, and he was right. We were scared to death, man. We were like, I, I remember I was 21. I think my buddy was like 20, maybe 19. Hmm. And uh, we went up just the two of us and uh, we were roommates. And then we drove back after the show with like Sandman shirt, Sabu shirt, fucking yeah. Dudley Boys shirt, like as many cassette tapes as we could fucking afford. And we just rolled back and like woke all the guys up in the house. And we're just like, we're watching this shit, motherfuckers. And, <laughs> you know, and yeah, that, yeah. you know, and then it just became like that tradition, you know, those are the times, you know, and so. You know, it just it it. I feel like this is the that third wave for me and a lot yeah, of other people for wrestling. I agree. Again. I agree full heartedly, man. I, I'm always that's another thing I'm always preaching, spewing a fourth upon listeners, if you will. Um, dude, it is the third the third pop I've experienced in my life. You know, the '80s Hogan era, then the mid '90s with Hogan and the Attitude Era. Because let's face it, Hogan turning heel is what really pops shit off. You know. Um, oh yeah, and and probably. Dude, in the '90s, I was shot to my boy uh, Jeremy Telema, ref for Black Label Pro. We were just talking about this on the phone the other day. Like, in a generation or a decade, however you want to group it, in a time way, to have the number one babyface in the whole industry in the world and the number one heel at, to be that at the same time is crazy, dude. I mean, that's hard to fucking pull off, and that was. You'll never have something like that again. Like, I think Eve, everybody's like, well, if Cena turned heel, that would be shocking. Like, eh, maybe, you know. But he would have done it a while back, but now uh, I don't yeah. think so. Because now Hogan, he's just, you know, Hogan he's like a TV movie so star big. and stuff now. It's like a different thing. And it's a different time, different day, different era. So I don't think it works <sighs> as much as that Hogan thing worked. Like, that was headline news. Oh. It was huge. It was huge. Everywhere, was dude. Like Hulk and Hogan you know that's says, why we were like it. pretty much watching WCW was because of that. Like we were doing Nitro parties. Yeah, we were bro. watching the Attitude Era. Like honestly, I got into the Attitude Era after it had already started. Like I had to go back yeah. and and get back into it because just because of that, you know. And it's yeah. it's 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 a great time to be a fan of wrestling right now, and it's a great time to be involved as a as a indie star in wrestling. Yep. There's more opportunities right now, so that's why like I feel like all the talent that's out there should take the bull by the horns, should be out there hustling, working it, doing it, working hard, and not taking it for granted. You know, there's going to be people that are that are going to do that and feel like it's, it's, it's everything should be handed to them, like. Oh man, I've been in this business, blah, 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 blah. And I should, you know, it's like, well, I mean, 
maybe there's a reason you've been in it for this long and nothing's yeah. really happened. Shut up you and know? put up. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know, on. man. But I'd, I'd rather you know throw my support behind somebody like Effie who's like busting their ass, you know, and, Dude, I saw and treating Nick everybody Gage. right and yeah. like winning over crowds left and right, you know, or like Dan Housen right, mm-hmm. right now, who's like just like creating a character out of nothing and it's working. Matt Hardy's even acknowledging yeah. that on Twitter. He's he's like Dan Housen, like this guy's building his his character. He's working hard. Much respect, you know. Like that's fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean, like a lot of people, you know, there's the same thing. Like, look at Joey Ryan. I mean, he did he yep. did the same thing in a lot of ways. And now he's like the like, most bipolar, or not bipolar, but uh, polarizing um, figure in wrestling right now. Because you either fucking love him or you hate him. I feel like there's really no in between. He always gets a love when he comes to our world. Well, as know? he should. I love him, dude. I, I love Joey Ryan. He's a, he was a great dude. Um, I, I've been watching him since way before the dick spot, you know, as a lot of people have. And I thought once he did it, I was like, damn, good for him. Because that, dude, he is not going to have to take a bump, you know, as many as he should <laughs> if he didn't have the dick spot, you know? Like, come on. He's always been awesome for us. And, he, you know, when he, he's... He's always been fun to work with. He he helps everybody out a lot too, and like and he's fucking he's, handsome. He's also man. really good to the fans, and that's yeah. what's awesome. Like he's there to like meet with everybody and hang out and talk and stuff, and that goes a long way. It does. Know? It does. Like I, when I met him in South Bend last year for uh, Black Label's uh, Players Brawl, he, dude, he was dope. And I was like, hey, I'm Justin with Juice Perez. He's like, oh yeah, I know who you are. Like I always see you, you know, doing your thing and retweeting and doing all this shit. And I'm like, yeah, man, I'm trying to help you guys out. But he was very cool, man. Talk to me about that documentary that he had made, and uh, I got to see it. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet either. I, I no. haven't seen the Kenny Omega one either. I wanted to check that one out, but I will real quick ask you if you have ever seen. It's an old uh, spoof. It's uh, Andy Kaufman and Classy Freddie Blassie. It's like my breakfast with Blassie. No, it's a spoof on. I always saw the Kaufman stuff where it was like you know the documentary, and then when he did the the the, the bit with like dude. Who, I'm who telling was it? Was it? Oh, Jerry the King Lawler. Oh, it's the, the King. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. But dude, this shit with Blassie, it reminds me. It's like almost you could see maybe where Tim and Eric might have taken some shit from this. Like there's some very, <laughs> there's some very uncomfortable moments in humor, and you question if what you're watching is is this really real? Is this really a parody? Like Blassie is great in it, dude. He's just straight up like dick, like heel guy. But it's just him and um. Andy Kaufman's sitting there having breakfast, and all this weird shit kind of happens to him in the process. It's got to be on YouTube somewhere. I got to look yeah. it up. Dude, you have to watch it. I uh, There's this thing called Tubi, so I don't know if you game or whatever, but uh, you could probably get it on anything, Tubi.com or some shit, but it's T-U-B-I. Dude, it's like Netflix, but way better. I don't know if you're in, like, horror or anything. Their horror oh, yeah. section is amazing. Like, I'm Dude, busting I was, nuts. I all the Return to Living Dead. Up, I, I worked at a mom-and-pop video store from when I was 13 until I was 18, and pretty much my mom let me watch anything as long as it didn't show boobs. Oh, but there was like, so, so many. So she didn't care, like, what weird massacre horror shit I saw, you know? What's some of your favorite horror flicks? <laughs> oh, that, I'll tell you, the one that scared me the most growing up as a kid was the very, very first Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. I think not only because of the storyline of it and everything, but it's I was really like a dark. young kid, yeah. but like the film quality of it and then watching it on VHS and then not having like really good television sets too. Oh, like yeah. You really don't ever get to see Kruger. No. And so I think that's the scariest fucking shit about it. Yeah. Um, it's really eerie. Hellraiser, I think still yes. like 
it was like really bothered me a lot. Yeah. You know, everybody always says exorcist. I mean, that's like one of the most, that and the yeah, shining are the most psychological stuff. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite ones that a lot of people haven't seen that I like, and it involves a little heavy metal too, is the gate. The gate. I've seen. Yeah, the gate's awesome, dude. Yeah, it's about these fucking kids. Their parents leave, yep. and they fucking the next door neighbor's buddy comes over with this metal record, and they play it fucking like backwards. Yeah, you know, and it opens up a fucking portal to hell in their backyard, <laughs> and all these like little yeah. claymation things. Because I always grew up like I loved watching like those old like fucking uh, like Sinbad movies where they had all the claymation monsters. Oh, like, like Clash like of the Jason Titans and the Argonauts, right? Huh? Jason and the Argonauts. Yeah, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, but this like uses that same like, uh, I guess effects like claymation little creatures, yeah. and so they're like this, all this weird ass fucking shit. But I went to go watch it the other night. I was like actually drunk talking to an Uber driver about horror movies, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, came home to watch it, and it was like you can buy it on Amazon for this much. And I'm like, ah, I'm just gonna go find the DVD somewhere and yeah. buy it. <laughs> I just oh, yeah. need to watch this. Again. I love, dude. My favorite thing is like hunting. I I'm always like, I'll go to a dollar store and dude, I, have you ever seen dead girl? No, I've never seen dead girl. It's a weird take on like a zombie movie, dude. It's like these dudes find this zombie, this young woman who's like dead, but she's fucking, she's a zombie. They just like, and they start like raping her and shit. It's like it's Ooh. weird. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. It'll fuck with you mentally, but there's some like there's some little bit of humor injected into it. It's just weird. Was it like eighties or no, 90s? dude. This was uh man. I want to say the mid two thousands. Oh, this isn't there. that old. No, it's not old. It's maybe ten years old at this point. But, dude, it's a really okay. fucked up movie. Yeah. But it's cool when you find like dude because the zombie genre is so fucked up. You have to do fucked up shit like that. To have something that's kind of interesting, you know? I guess, yeah, I guess, the, like, a different take on the zombie thing. Yeah, but, and it was these degenerates, like, these punk-ass kids that were, like, you know, they had her tied up, and they, they didn't know she was a zombie because she's, like, freshly dead or whatever, so doing all this dastardly shit, Ooh. you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> I was going to talk more, like, 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 Puppet Master and stuff. <laughs> Dude, I love Puppet Master. You want to talk about Full Moon Entertainment and, like, Charles Band? Full- Old full moon entertainment, man. Yeah, Anything brother. new that would come out on full moon, I would just be like, "Except what for- is this? We gotta watch it." <laughs> not, not evil bong. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> some, that has that has its characteristics too, yeah. man. It's not that bad. Until it's they like made really like six C. of them. It's not even B movie. It's C movie. Yeah, I like Puppet Master though. I like Demonic Toys. Doll Man versus Demonic Toys. Uh, yeah, there's some good shit on them. I mean, I've been watching yeah. Puppet Master since I was a little kid, dude. All those are great. I can't believe you're probably the only other person that's not worked at a video store that knows about full moon entertainment i think oh man there was a a place out here when i was a kid called movie gallery and uh it was like your blockbuster whatever and we had blockbuster too but movie gallery was the place where dude i was a young ass kid and i found like all the best like 80s horror movies like i I, evil dead all of those i found through there dead alive faces of death um oh i remember trying to go into the theater to see faces of death <laughs> me and my buddies and like we totally like tried to like dress older like, yeah. i don't even know what that means and we bought the tickets and then when we went to go in they checked our tickets i think and they just gave us the boot we didn't even get to go in to see it when they did like a theater version of it but i think it was out on vhs before then yeah it was. i remember we had to like sell it at the store i worked for video vision which was like okay these two guys doug and ron owned it and they mm-hmm. used to work for norfolk southern railroad and then like in their mid-30s they both got back injuries 
So they, they took that money and opened a video store before Blockbuster. So those two characters, man, like they they always had really good taste in movies, but they also had like weird sections in the store to be like where Faces of Death would be. And like, oh, yeah. You'd have strange people come in. We also had an art room in the back, too. Nice. Super where the art films were. Yeah, the uh, the like today's irreversible or whatever. You ever seen that? No, it was it was it was the porn room. Oh, okay. All right. Well, <laughs> they just I mean... called it. They just said above it, it said art films. Yeah, yeah. Above the door, and so it had like a little curtain, and then like you know people would go back there and rent, and you could always rent those for like more money yeah. than like any other any other tape because like especially in like the weird country like Bible Belt area mm-hmm. where I grew up, that shit was like very on the sly oh and so you know when i was working there in high school i would use that against me i was like a punk and stuff in high school and like there'd be like the really bitchy like christian girl in like your science class who was just kind of a jerk all the time yeah and i would just print out her dad's like rental history and (laughs) dude fucking final thoughts (laughs) dude ultimate burn here you go. Just in case you didn't know, this is what your dad's really into, bud. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, video stores yeah. aren't the same. There, there's some around. There's a family video around here, and they're a pretty big chain. Um, it they're all right, but uh, they have a adult section too. And I'm like, do you really need an adult film section today in your video rental store? Do you even really need nah. a video rental store? I mean, but dude, porn uh, I mean, is so it's everywhere. Just, it's just like streaming them. But I mean, also, I remember like, you know, being a kid, I'd also like had, we had a, that video store had a wrestling section. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah and it was yeah. all like, it was, it was all there. And so you'd rent it. And it also had like a fucking music section. It was all like concert films and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. And they would have like a, a Headbangers Ball, like Best of yeah. Headbangers Ball, and you'd rent that. And all it was was like live interviews and videos. Yeah, of people and, stuff. and there was like heavy metal video or some shit. I got an old one from that. Was 90s. what it was? Heavy metal video. It wasn't yeah. Headbangers Ball. Heavy I got metal one that video. had like Nirvana on it and Meat Puppets, and I think like Megadeth or some shit. Um, yeah, I, I think that. I have one that has like Suicidal and Faith No nice. More on it. There you go. All about the Suicidal man. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm fucking. It's <laughs> done some some weird shows with suicidal when I was doing the Less Than Jake days. So I also did a whole tour with Body Count. So no. that was kind of fun. <laughs> Got the uh, just to, to have a daily interaction with Ice T and yeah. Body Count. Days. You ever heard the Six Feet Under song he did? You know no. what Six Feet Under is? Chris Barnes from Cannibal Corpse, the original singer. Okay. Um, Dude, didn't somebody from Camel Corpse just pass away this week? No. Um, no, it wasn't Camel Corpse. It was a drummer Corpse. from it Death. Was, uh, fucking uh, Death and COC. Oh, yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Yep. Drummer. Yeah, that's sad. Dude, it, it's, there's been a lot of musical deaths. Yeah, Neil Peart go out, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, a couple guys in the death metal scene, like uh, this dude um, who played drum. It's a lot of drummers, too. And that's really fucking weird now that I think about it. But yeah, a guy no, from I mean, Cynic. also uh, being being a rock and roll and metal scene guy like those time periods was hard living. It's like being like an old wrestler. It was hard living on a lot of those motherfuckers. Oh yeah, dude, fucking they, eating they like took shit, a lot of different lot shortcuts of to like <laughs> stay happy and alive and yeah. get through some shit. And so you know, it catches up with you. Yeah, man. Rock and roll never dies, but you do. Oh, <laughs> hey Tony, man. So dude, we're gonna have to fucking have you back on again, dude. Like, cause I. I enjoy talking to you, and obviously, there's a lot there that we can just. Dude, what you into. should do is you should you should have Tony Foresta from Municipal Waste on, so y'all can just talk about the metal side of metal. <laughs> Dude, I'm down, 
hook it up, brother. Yeah, Let's do I'll, it. I'll give him. I'll give him your contact, and I'll tell yeah. him. Tell him to check him out Handsome Prick. Set man. it up. They played. Uh, I'm trying to think, was it them? Because when we played Full Terror Assault, this is a couple of years ago with Handsome Prick. I believe Obituary. I want to say it was Municipal, but it might have been Iron Reagan. I don't know. It was one of them. They're in like fucking three different bands, so it makes it hard to remember. Correct. You know who it was. Correct. Well, then, then you also got like all their spinoff things, which yeah. you know, that we're also going to be doing like an after party for Metalcade. I forgot to plug this. Plug it. Plug at it. this like at at the Crowbar in Ebor on the fourth at that night, um, and uh, there's going to be some uh, other members of Minus Voice, other bands performing. Ooh. I don't know if we'll have it have the, the 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 announcement out before then, but just uh, keep an eye out because that'll be like a a late a really intimate crazy thrash <laughs> fucking look at metal you Tony party. tickling my fancy. How dare you? I do declare. <laughs> well, I would I'm say it, but I just don't know. I don't want to like say anything and then for us to get all pissed at me. Like, dude, why'd you say something on that fucking podcast? Oh nah, <laughs> man, because it's the most fucking metal podcast to say it on. You know, we cover all bases, just like you guys. That's why he's got to come back to talk about it. So. Yeah, yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, so yeah. we'll set you up for sure. Hey, Tony, tell everybody where they can find Fest Wrestling. Festwrestling.com and then on YouTube, Fest Wrestling. And then uh, check out Pivot Share just for us and all things wrestling. I mean, it's just pretty awesome. If you look at Pivot Share, um, I think it's just pivotshare.com. You can search wrestling on there, and there's just so many awesome promotions. And pretty much like you just pick whichever one you want to support and give them your five bucks a month. I think ours has a 30 day free trial or some kind of free trial. You gotta put but yeah, I mean, them. anything. I mean, just go on YouTube and explore and. Check out us. Check out all kinds of wrestling and music and art and stuff. Um, with the internet, the world's your oyster, man. You can just go yeah. and listen and watch and do whatever you want. It's a it's a great great time to be interested in being in creativity right now. That is very correct, as my boy Chris Farley would like to say. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tony, I like to uh, thank you once again for coming on the show, dude. It's been an absolute. I pleasure. appreciate you giving me the opportunity, man, to hang out and uh, wish you were going to be down in Tampa. Yeah. So, uh, but good luck, man. Uh, you said you're having a kid. Congratulations. Thank you. Hope everything goes well, and hope you uh, raise a little razor. Oh yeah. Time be the it'll be it'll be the third razor, so you know. Oh, well, third time. <laughs> Making charm. them babies. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, Tony, for coming on the show. And thank you all for listening and continuing to support the Juice Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, you know where to find us. We're everywhere Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, every podcasting platform, YouTube. We're there. And until next time, we got to wet them up. Wet them up. Wet them up. Yeah, I'm so fucking wet for Fest Wrestling. It's getting me so excited. Everybody, tune in. You gonna do sex to me? Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.
Zenni's Blox lenses help to protect the eyes by keeping harmful blue light out. Because they're virtually clear, add blocks to any Zenni frame for stylish, all-day protection. Get a complete pair of prescription or non-prescription Blox glasses starting at just $24. Protect your eyes now at zenni.com.